life, not others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. Now more than ever during the pandemic, it's important to be healthy and strong. We talk about it all the time, mentally, physically, and spiritually. There's plenty of information and inspiration to be found everywhere, including on our podcast, Tim, on how and why to do that. Much focus is given to adults, but we must not neglect the health of our children. What they hear and what they see greatly affects them too. Tim, as you know, we discussed last week, you can't rely on others for answers. We, you, you and I, everyone, we must take control of our own health by making wise decisions. We talk about it all the time. Life is about choices. Keeping kids mentally and physically active is a choice. It's something we have to take control of and we have to do. Sensei Darla at your schools, Tim, Sensei Hoover, is so talented at that. And the way she communicates with children when it comes to mature sensitive subjects is really amazing. I'd like to add to that. She's been with me for 14 years. She is a fourth degree in our system. She's extremely dedicated and loyal, and she's passionate about the martial arts and what it can do for others, specifically children. I've seen her work, and she's gifted. And Steve, I know you have your children in the program, too, and we always talk about how much your children love training under Sensei Darla. And we talk about training. The aspect of training is, I think if somebody asked me, why do you do what you do? Character development, character development, strengthening from the inside to the outside and from the outside to the inside. When you get children at a young age that grow up in the martial arts and they, they're, now they have a different DNA. Uh, it kind of reshapes them, it molds them, it wires them differently. And I know that that's why she's in it because she's building the future in the youth that she teaches and she is my kids manager and so i can actually step away and i don't have to worry about it because she's running it and then she'll say to me hey one of these kids is ready to go to rank up they've got it they're ready to go we go we move them and they gradually get to black and move on and sometimes you know some of these kids start at five years old and they'll spend the next you know 12 13 years with us before they go off to college or whatever they do yeah so again, Cynthia Darl, I'm, I'm proud and, and anxious to hear what you have to say. I know you have other experience, too, in other areas and your occupation, things you've done. You're on. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I agree with you completely, Sensei Hoover and Steve. When you look at the martial arts, to me, I try to keep things very simple, especially when dealing with children, when teaching children. Mind, body, spirit. Three bullet points that I'll revisit later on. Mind, body, spirit, which lead to character development. And it's for me as an instructor at the school, it's a long-term commitment. I don't look at it like something that you can do in a day or two. I'm committed to seeing these children when they start to develop through their training, and it empowers them to be better individuals, stronger human beings. They're little adults in training. That's the way I look at it, little adults in training. So we're all in this situation where we have to deal with this pandemic together. So when I go to look at children, I think structure is the number one thing. The first thing that comes to my mind, if a child comes to you with a question, welcome their questions. Be open to whatever they have to say by actively listening, meaning don't interrupt them, allow them to express their concern or question, then respond accordingly, meaning 
that if a child has a question about something and they're a certain age, you look at their developmental age and answer that question in the most simplified manner possible to reduce the amount of fear that an answer might provide to a child. The second thing I would say is that when you are posed a question by a child that you're not sure how to answer, it's perfectly okay to say, I'm not sure how to answer your question, but let's try to figure this out together. When you include children in the decision-making process or problem-solving process, you're empowering them. They feel like they have somewhat of a say in how they feel, what they're thinking, how to solve the issue. So it is okay to say, I don't know, but let's talk about it. Let's try to figure it out together. They learn from how we handle situations. Children are intuitive. They're taking their cues from the adults in the situation. If you're feeling uncomfortable, if you're feeling anxious, your child's picking up on that, and maybe it's not the best time to talk with them about the situation at that moment. Recognize it within yourself and just say to them, you know what, let's talk about this later today or tomorrow and try to come to your understanding before you talk to them. I think that's so important what you just said. You've got to deal with your own anxiety. I mean, that's what we talk about all the time of the show. Everybody's dealing with a certain level of anxiety from low to high at any given point. But if you're anxious, they're going to feel it. Animals, anybody that owns a dog, you know, knows that they feel and feed off of your energy. So if you're not feeling in a good place at that particular moment in time, maybe it's not the best time to have that conversation with your children. Recognize that you're feeling that way and know that that particular time is not the best time. That also teaches them that it's okay not to know. We're not certain of anything. It's choices that we make that hopefully lead to a positive outcome and healthy decisions, healthy choices will lead to better decision-making, better choices, a healthy person. And again, keeping it simple, you're telling them that they have value and worth, which is so critical for especially young children. Anybody, anybody needs to feel that they have value and worth. That would be my next point, to reassure, 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 because that is what people need. They need to feel safe and secure. Now, when you look at safety and security, when I approach teaching in the dojo, what I'm always doing is providing structure and a schedule. You follow the schedule. Young children especially love schedules. Schedules provide structure. Structure provides safety. Safety provides a sense of security and well-being. When you're reassuring them, you're providing those things for them, even though we may not have all the answers. It's interesting you say that. You hit the nail on the head from a sense of why so many adults and so many people that thought they had it all under control are fearful and anxious more than ever before maybe in their entire lives because of what happened what's happened with the covid pandemic the structure the framework that you're talking about has just been totally destroyed the entire fabric of uh you know society and not just locally but everywhere globally that structure and you know we're working towards building it again i think that's something that both darla and i feel such a going to use the word essential part of what we do in today's climate because children do need structure and they do need more discipline. I mean, a lot of these kids going back to school are going to be homeschooled. I mean, this is never experienced before. 
unless you're an expert at homeschooling. But this is something that parents have to adjust to on the fly. And now we're getting into fall. Structure's huge, um, along with releasing that anxiety through exercise. And then the discipline of knowing when to do things. We always say self-discipline is knowing what you have to do before you do the things you want to do. A lot of children and a lot of adults get that reversed. And it doesn't work that way. And seeing the things that we do in the dojo, they, they roll over to the children's lives. In other words, we only have them for an hour. But if you do that hour two or three days a week with us, that is then shaped in their lives seven days a week, 24-7. It's habitual. It's picking up good, positive things that you're going to do, whether it's a good day or a bad day, whether you're an adult or whether you're a child. And so it's, it's interesting to me as to what we feel our job description is, character development, health, fitness, focus, discipline, respect, humility. I mean, these are words you don't hear anymore. And, you know, since Darla does such a great job of teaching that and bringing that to the forefront with the children that we do have. Again, I go back to it's a long-term commitment. As parents, when you have that child, you bring that child home from the hospital. You're in it for the long haul. <laughs> and we all know that. We're all parents, and it's a pleasure. It's a total pleasure. But I approach teaching the same way. I look at these little minds, these little bodies and spirits and say, you know what? We're going to have a nice journey together. And and that is what the goal is. And it's so rewarding. So I just just expressed to Sensei Hooper, I just received a nice text from a student that has trained for years and years at the school. She's off to college, connecting with another student, and they're going to be roommates at college. Why? Because they made a connection during their training. Difficult times for them, they worked through it together, and they created a bond. And now they're rooming together in college. You can't put a price tag on something like that. It's character development, and it's so incredibly rewarding. We are, I agree with you, Steve, we're trying to rebuild our country, the world, is trying to rebuild a sense of structure. It has been shattered from parents that are working that now have to manage their children at home on home learning devices and things like that, that they had they had school to take in their children for the, that time period, and the teachers were trained to do this. Now parents are put in a role where they're having to do this and work at the same time. It's probably very difficult, I would imagine. Children do feel empowered when they are doing things that help them remain safe. That's one of the big focuses in the dojo. I'll say to the students, your decisions that you make can put you in a position where you're uncomfortable and not safe or safe. For example, you wear a seatbelt in the car. Why? It's the safe thing to do. Hopefully, you're not going to be in a car accident, but it's the safe thing to do. You wear a helmet when you ride a bicycle. Why? To protect your head. Now, during COVID, children wear masks. Some are wearing gloves. Frequent hand washing, social distancing, these are things that are put in place that equal COVID safety. You know, it's such an amazing thing to see you in action and uh, teaching the kids, though. What I appreciate, what I know so many parents, because as you said, Tim, you know, my children train, you know, under Sensei Darla. But what we appreciate is how you handle these topics, which can be difficult to discuss, because right now we're kind of talking about COVID and the pandemic. But always in the martial arts, you talk about sensitive subjects that could, if they're not handled properly, 
It could worry kids all the more. It could scare them all the more, but you have a way of empowering them. You know, you deal with abduction and kidnapping and abuse, all kinds of things that you just, you have that perfect knack of handling where you don't scare them and you empower them. Thank you. I appreciate that. I I really appreciate that. And what we talked about earlier, my mind started to become very creative. I have that nature and I worked in occupational therapy. And what I did was I thought about, well, when you look at safety, and I'm breaking it down into three components, there are tons, and I mean this, I'm just going to throw out a few suggestions, tons of things that families can do to empower their children. I'll take the mind first, problem-solving games. My family, I have two adult grown children. We love escape rooms. We do it as a family. They put you in a room and you have to problem-solve your way out. People, when they're homebound, you have rooms in your home. You sit down and the adults maybe will create an escape room for the children. The children have to problem solve their way out of that escape room. That's to challenge the mind. That is Mazes so cool. challenge the mind. Oh, that is Puzzle so Puzzle boxes. Yeah, just creative things that, that anybody can do. Creating a scavenger hunt. Building a tent or a fort is like an engineering kind of a thing. All those things challenge the mind and they can be done in your home. And then if you look at the body, to exercise the body physically, activity dice, you just create a, a, an exercise for each number on that, that die and then roll it and whatever comes up, they have to do it. Obstacle courses, a fitness deck of cards, the face value of the card equals whatever. Create a food schedule going back to structure. We love Taco Tuesday during this whole time that we were Homebound, I made something taco-related every Tuesday because my husband and I usually go out for Taco Tuesday. So we kept a schedule and we're grown adults, but it provided comfort and structure. And then if you look at the spirit, art-based activities are expressive and very therapeutic. Anything from take a generic pillowcase that's white and give your child a permanent magic marker and say, create a safety pillowcase because they're sleeping with that pillowcase. It gives them comfort. That's expressive. Anything like that, that allows them to just feel free to express their feelings and their thoughts. Um, Deep breathing. One of the things that we study in the martial arts is we have kata that focuses on inhale, exhale, calming your body from within. And there are art-based activities that they have kits where you just blow paint onto a paper and then when it dries, you decorate it any way you want to. And it's creative and expressive and that's a way, a segue to explain to your children that deep breathing, look what you can create when you deep breathe. It also calms your body down. You make that connection. I think it's about using every tool at your fingertips to incorporate all of these things, the safety, mind, body, spirit, connecting all of them, and not just doing one activity, incorporating different ways to approach how the children are feeling. That's some great stuff. Sensei Darla, on behalf of all the Hoover Karate parents that have children that train at Hoover Karate, thank you for who you are and what you do. And for those listening, you. if you're a parent listening to this podcast right now. Sensei, you have anything else? Or Steve, do you have anything else? I have one. Yes, I do, Sensei Hoover. I have one last thought for everyone. Volunteer. 
Volunteer opportunities for young children are limited, and it's with their parents' guidance. But because children innately tend to focus more on their own world and what they're doing, egocentric is the term for it, encouraging them to think outside of their little world and focus on someone else or something else and giving back to society is incredibly empowering for children. And, you know, some suggestions there would be to, A, call family members that you haven't spoken with in a while. They love to hear from the little children. And, B, make masks and donate them, just the non-medical masks, to an area where people need them. By the way, a very creative activity, and and I think it would be fun for the whole family, is tie-dye white masks. You can order them online anywhere. And it's a project for the whole family to create something together as a unit. And it's just one more thing that they can do. Or donate food. There are so many opportunities out there, but when children are spending time focusing on others, they feel good about it. So it helps them to feel more comfortable as well. Give and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Well, very good, guys. I appreciate it, Sensei Darrell. Thank you for giving Giving us your wisdom, and I will see you in the dojo soon. And um, you know, Steve, again, thanks for doing these podcasts. I know they're all well received, and I think they help us get through these difficult times. My pleasure, too. Thanks again. Thank you, Sensei Darling. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast, and for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to HooverKarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation, creation. Steve Mittman social media.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com.